0: Hello and welcome to Creative Lives, the Lecture in Progress podcast. Lecture in Progress is an online resource that inspires and informs the next generation of talent by providing practical advice and insight into the creative industry. This podcast series features a broad range of people talking about what they do and how they got to where they are. This week's podcast was recorded at The Story, a one-day conference organised by content studio StoryThings. Our guest this week is Amy Fallone.
1: Hi, uh, my name is Amy Fallone and I am co-founder at Knights Of. I am a publisher of inclusive children's books from the ages of 5
0: to 15. Having worked as an assistant editor at publishing company Scholastic, in 2017 Amy joined forces with co-worker David Stevens to launch their own independent children's publisher, Nights Of. With only 1% of children's books published in 2017 featuring a BAME main character, the duo set up Nights Of with the intention of keeping inclusivity at its heart and reflecting a more diverse spectrum of stories and characters. Discussing the collaborative nature of the company, Amy tells us why it's so important for them to look further afield for people to work with.
1: The main aim at Knight's Office is to be as collaborative as possible, so we actively try and work with people not only within publishing but from outside of publishing and from different industries as well. Our creative director had actually never worked in publishing until she worked with us, and she did our branding and we fell in love with her, so we just hired her full time. But yeah, we specifically look for people that are outside of the industry to work with, especially when it comes
0: to like illustrators and authors as well. With so much of their search for image makers happening digitally, Amy explains how having an online presence can help up-and-coming creatives get discovered. We
1: do a lot of shouting on, like, online, just asking for freelancers. We use specific networks, so there's a network called Bayman Publishing. We definitely just want to see like a range of styles um, and a range of the works that you've done, on, and even if you haven't worked in books. So, for example, our illustrator for our third book, Selom Sanu, had never worked on a book before, but we just loved his style and the characters that he created. You know, we found him on instagram and through a recommendation and just really loved his style so it didn't actually matter to us that he'd never worked on a book before just because we loved you know the characters that he'd created already online profile is definitely helpful you know i mean if you don't have an instagram or like you're not a fan of social media just a way to be able to find you even if it's through like a static website or a blog or something but just some way that i can see your work and get in touch with you helps
0: when she was younger, Amy dreamed of being a doctor and specifically getting to work with kids. I always knew that I wanted to be working with kids in some kind of… Um, and
1: then I just married that up with my love of books and I was like, ah,
0: this is what I meant to be doing.
1: But that didn't happen until like my third year of uni, that aha moment, as it were.
0: Amy studied English Literature at the University of Surrey, but it was while she was in Florida on a year abroad that a lecturer helped point her in the direction of the publishing world. She reflects on navigating her path after graduation. I got back
1: after that third year in Florida
0: and, like, literally sent my CV to all the
1: publishers. Even if they weren't advertising for internships, I sent them anyway. And that was how I got into, you know, I managed to secure an internship. When I graduated, I spent a year doing internships, but six months of that was unpaid. Um, I was at one place who paid me £50 a week fortnightly by cheque on a Friday so by the time you left work you couldn't go to a bank and cash that cheque because all the banks were closed so you have to wait till the following Monday. I say all that to say like my biggest challenge, I think after I graduated was balancing like a part-time job. So I'd work like Saturdays and Sundays and also like doing the whole publishing thing, which was very new to me Monday through Friday and then possibly also like events and stuff because publishing is really heavy on the networking. So you kind of feel like you have to be at everything. Um, and that was a challenging time just because I knew where I wanted to be. Like I knew I wanted that entry-level job, but getting it just seemed like so far away. And since then I was just like, I did literary agencies, I did small indies, I did big publishing houses, and uh, found that, you know, Kiss Publishing was definitely where I wanted to be.
0: Amy was the assistant editor at publishing company Scholastic, where she met David Stevens. The duo eventually left to set up Nights Of in 2017. There weren't enough books
1: that featured characters like myself. As a black woman, I think it's really important to see other, not only black girls, but also children of colour and children from different family setups and children who have disabilities and children from diverse backgrounds. Within the books that we read, it's important that the pages that we read not only reflect our reality, but also show us the possibilities of who we can be. So I was in a position that left me feeling frustrated and wanting to do more and was fortunate enough to meet my co-founder at the same place. He also shared that frustration and wanting to not make diverse books like a niche thing, but also make them like a really commercial entity. So we kind of joined forces and launched an independent. It was that moment when we held our first book in our hands. We were just like, firstly, really overwhelmed, but secondly, like overjoyed at the fact that we'd made an actual thing and done what we set out to do. But because we are a small indie company, every book kind of has that effect on us as well. And just because we love our authors and we love the stories that they've created. So every time we get a book in our hands that we've helped to create, we feel extremely, extremely privileged, you know?
0: Setting up a Kickstarter campaign in aid of their new bookshop in Brixton They raised £15,000, which was later matched by Penguin Random House.
1: It's it's a bit of a cliche, but people really love people. So I think if they can see you and see the passion behind whatever it is that you're crowdfunding for, they will really connect with that. Um, So I think it's important for people to know that there's like a person behind the thing that you're trying to do and not just like trying to open a shop, but trying to show who it's for, especially if it's for a specific community.
0: Sharing her tips on networking, Amy advises bringing along someone you know and deciding on a goal before getting to an event. Setting yourself
1: like a target of being like, okay, maybe I'm going to speak to three people. I'm going to tell them what I do. um, I'm going to, you know, show some enthusiasm about the event that I'm at. And then I might share my contact details with them. And like setting yourself like a really low target. Like maybe it's one person the first time you go to a thing. Or maybe it's like two or three. But definitely like having that clear goal in mind when you go to an event and be like okay I'm not gonna a bit of brute force I, I would say like I'm not gonna leave until I at least talk to like one person and tell them who I am I think that would be my, my top tip.
0: Working as a duo isn't always a seamless process but Amy explains how sharing a unified vision helps to put any disagreements into perspective.
1: Disagreements will come you know we we all have like I said before different opinions different ideas but if you keep that main goal in your mind like if For us, we know, okay, so our ultimate goal is always to publish inclusively and to hire diversely. And that is something that is bigger than us. So I think disagreements, personal or business-wise, we always kind of have to look at, like, our main goal. And is what we're fighting about contributing to the main goal or is it just, like, deterring us from it? And I think having that in mind will help steer the disagreement back to a place of agreement, hopefully.
0: Finally, Amy shares her advice to a young creative looking to follow a similar path.
1: Even if you're not, like, setting up a company with somebody else, I think it's important to have somebody else that you can talk to who is as passionate about what you're trying to create, um that would be my biggest bit of advice and also like do do as much research as possible into what you're doing who's done something similar who is also maybe trying to get something started off the ground like how have they done it how have they done it successfully or how have they done it unsuccessfully and just yeah do your research
0: This episode of Creative Lives was brought to you by Lecture in Progress. It was presented by me, Marianne Hanoon, and the guest was Amy Fallone. The editor was Ivor Manley. Lecture in Progress is made possible with the support of a number of brand partners. They include GF Smith, Google, Sky Creative Agency, Colophon Foundry, and the Paul Smith Foundation. For more information, you can check out LectureinProgress.com, and you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter. We love to hear from you, so please do get in touch with any career-related questions or topics that you'd like to hear more about by emailing hello at